Well, good morning, everyone. Happy New Year to you all, and welcome to this great solemnity that we celebrate today, the Epiphany of the Lord. I do love this solemnity. I love the mystery behind it. There's some really cool things that I want to unpack with you today, my friends, about this day. And first, the first one I want to talk about is the Magi. Of course, they are the main characters in today's gospel. You know, if you ever go to Cologne, Germany, Cologne, Germany, and you visit the cathedral there, you can walk around, around the sanctuary, and behind the main altar, there is a large reliquary said to contain the remains of the three magi. So how did they get to Cologne? <laughs> That's something I would ask. Well, the magi's bones are said to have been found in Persia and then brought to Constantinople by St. Helena. Remember, St. Helena was the mother of the Emperor Constantine, who was the first Roman emperor to convert to Christianity and make it legal in the empire. The Magi's bones were transferred from Constantinople to Milan in the 5th century, Milan, Italy, and then to Cologne in 1163. So as I think about that, you know, not only did the Magi journey during their lives here on earth, but even after death, their relics went on quite a journey. You know, although in the gospel here, Matthew, he does not tell us the names of the wise men. But in the West, we have a tradition of knowing their names as being Gaspar, Melchior, and Balthazar. You know, I have an uncle whose uh, middle name is Melchior. <laughs> he's, he's pretty proud to have been named after one of the three wise men. You know, the journey the Magi made to Bethlehem, you know, it was not their only journey. They also made a journey in their hearts from paganism to worshiping Jesus Christ. You know, they, they weren't Jews. Many scholars ascertain they were priests of an Eastern religion who consulted the stars. And one of them may have been a king. There's speculation that one of them was the king of a land named Bactria at the time. So therefore, we could say that they were followers of some kind of pagan religion. Before they set out on their journey to Bethlehem to worship Jesus, they were star readers. But they went on an, an interior journey from reading stars to worshiping Jesus as Savior and newborn King. Secondly, I want to point out something about our readings today that I find fascinating. And I think this is really powerful for us, my friends, to contemplate the mystery of the epiphany of the Lord. You know, oftentimes, God wants to do new things. 
God is always faithful to his promises, but he, he usually is faithful in a way that surprises us. He will be faithful in your life, but many times what God will do is fulfill his promise to you in a way you never expected. And today we have an example of that. Our first reading from Isaiah chapter 60. Um, you know, this chapter is all about God's light shining on Israel. And that light will become a light to the whole world. And this is the main theme of Epiphany. You know, in our psalm today, Psalm 72, it sings to us the great truth that the entire world belongs to the Messiah. That's what that psalm is about. And then in our gospel reading, the Magi are emblematic of that. When they bring gifts from foreign lands and tribute to the king of the whole world. But in Isaiah 60, we have this amazing prophecy about the Magi. It says that when the day comes that God's light will shine out on the earth, the nations will bring you gold and frankincense. Do you recognize what Isaiah left out? He doesn't mention myrrh. And that's a big deal, my friends. And I love the meaning of this. You know, traditionally, the church has always understood that those three gifts tell us about who Christ is. You see, the Jewish people knew that when the Messiah appeared, all the nations would gather and bring frankincense to worship God, and they would bring gold because the Messiah would be the king of the world. But no one saw the myrrh coming. In this vision, Isaiah is given of this future moment, he doesn't see myrrh. And for the early Christians, when they saw the myrrh, they should have been, that should have been a surprise. So what is myrrh? Well, in the Gospel of John, chapter 19, it says that myrrh is what they used to embalm the body of Jesus Christ after he died. Brothers and sisters, I love this connection. God always fulfills his promises, but no one knew that the Messiah would come and lay down his life for us. So what happens today in the prophecy of the Magi, we realize that we, we bring frankincense to worship Jesus as true God. We bring gold because he is the king of the universe. But Jesus did not choose to win the world over by force. He won the world over with myrrh by dying for us to show the world that God's reign is not tyranny. No, it is born of love. And that's another reason why we call today's solemnity the epiphany of the Lord. You know, the word epiphany, it comes from a Greek word that means to shine upon, to manifest, to make, to make known. So thus the feast of the epiphany 
celebrates the many ways that Christ has made himself known to the world, but mainly known by love. And you know what? Love has a magnetic draw. Let's go back to the Magi again. You know, in their homeland, the Magi saw a great star at its rising. And greatly impressed, they, uh, they set out on their journey to follow the star to greet the newborn king to whom they believed the star pointed. Contemplating that mystery, they traveled by faith on the testimony of this star they followed. And even when they were past the point of no return and were not sure where God was leading them, the Magi did not give up on God's leading. They did not quit and return back home. The Magi were seekers. And Jesus has a magnetic draw. The Magi were drawn to him to follow the star, to see for themselves the new king. Brothers and sisters, we too must be seekers. The world around us today is seeking. People are looking for an answer. They are looking for the meaning of life. The good news is that you and I, through our faith and the teachings of the church, we have the answers. Today's gospel, it says that the Magi rejoiced and were overjoyed. You can't have that kind of joy unless you've been looking for it. What happens when we stop seeking is we satisfy ourselves with lesser things of this world because it's too hard to seek. Only those who seek truly find joy. So let that be a New Year's resolution for all of us, my friends, to be seekers. When we become Catholic, when we truly believe in Jesus, you know, we don't stop seeking. We seek all the more. We should have a desire to go deeper, to find more of Christ in everything we do and every person we meet. So Jesus, today, we thank you for the good news of your coming into this world to bring joy to all the nations, to bring Catholic unity to the whole human race. Jesus, we love you and adore you. Give us the courage to seek you. And with the Magi, someday, Lord, may we rejoice with exceedingly great joy. Amen.